I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes to another exciting, riveting, fantabuloso, ex- beautiful episode. Explosions! Exploso <laughs> episode. <laughs> I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. And I am the Faceless Leon. Welcome to Green and Faceless on the Couch. It's a podcast. Yay! It's about movies and TV. It is! <laughs> That's what we do here. We watch That's, movies, yeah. we watch TVs, we talk about them. We don't analyze. Don't come here for analyzations. We don't do we that We don't shit. analyze? Not really. I mean, not I guess like, sometimes we do. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, but not like, you know, a college essay or anything. No. No, we're not that yeah. smart. I'm not that smart. I, mean, I mean, you can uh, be that smart. I well, thanks. Smart. Um, I mean, I quite, I quite liked... Uh, the college paper that I wrote on the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh. I am not a good essay writer. That was like my big. That's my biggest weak link when it came to college. Was whenever they'd be like, "Write this essay," I'd be like, "You don't want to read my essays." <laughs> 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 I can talk out my ass like none other, but when it comes to writing, right. I stick to fiction. <laughs> oh, see, like uh, for me. It's me talking out of my ass. And then they're like, hey, this is pretty good. A plus six. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was bullshit. Like, I wrote this paper on the meat dress. You remember the meat dress? Uh, Lady Gaga's <laughs> meat dress? I wrote a paper on that, and the teacher really oh liked it. God. I was like, I was, like, really bullshitting about I am I am not up on current <laughs> events. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's when I when I write it comes across as obvious bullshit and I feel like Gotcha. <laughs> and I feel like my I feel like my professors in college were not fooled. They were just they, like, they Did you do any you research? And I'm like, I did do research. It's called <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, see, I used Wikipedia as well, but I did just I followed the sources that they right, had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you went to the bottom of the page. I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. <laughs> I'm pretty bad at that shit. Well, I mean, I, w- I would do that, but I wouldn't click on the source. I wouldn't go there and read it from their perspective. Gotcha. I would just, you know, read Wikipedia, then go to the bottom and be like, copy, paste. <laughs> I did it. That's my citation. <laughs> Not that I plagiarized. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. copy, paste the Wikipedia yeah, words. You, I would write my own words. Copy, pasted the citation. I gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get flagged for plagiarism one time. No. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you naughty boy, you. I, wa- I wasn't trying to. I It was like one right. of my first papers. And they're like, okay, we want you to turn in what you have. And basically what I had was copy and pasted notes from different right. sources and stuff and they're like uh this is clearly from other websites and stuff we <laughs> this we think this is plagiarism and like uh, apparently a lot of people in the class got this flag because yeah. uh they said please if you got a got this flag like you know just come and talk to us afterwards so we can explain 
And there was so many people that lined up to talk to the, to the teacher's aides. And I was like, uh, okay, I mean, I got to go to class. I mean, I understand by what you, the note that you left, what I did. Yeah. I just didn't right. realize that that was, I didn't get it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's on them for yeah. calling for it early for, for like, let us see yeah. what you got. Well, if you ask for that, you're going to get that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, wait until it's, it's like, fucking I done. I just have then... some research. Like, I barely started researching it. Yeah. It's, it's college. You know, we do it two days before. Come on. Yeah, well, you guys did it too. That's why I didn't fit in college because I, I do everything in, in spurts. Once you give me an assignment, I start that day, but I don't do a lot that day. I just, you know, right. I even it out so that by the time the last two weeks occur, I'm done and just, yeah. I'm, I'm I, I definitely it up. wish I did that more. And I definitely yeah. did my first senior year of undergrad. <laughs> Uh, I only took, had to take one more semester, and it was really just to get Spanish. Uh, yeah, I failed yeah. German 200. I, so. I will say that I, too, wish you had done that more because I, may, I remember many days of being like, hey, man, what are you up to? And you're like, I got to work on this paper. And I'm like, that paper you've had a month to work on? Yeah, but I haven't done any of it yet. <sighs> All right. I'll go sit in my room and play video games while you do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so sorry that I was just the only person to hang out with. You inconvenienced me so much. <laughs> no. All right, let's talk uh, about these movies. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this is very exciting for me. I uh, We had a free slot in our schedule, and I pitched to you uh, two of my favorite films of all time. Uh, they definitely make the top 50. Uh, one of them definitely makes the top 20. Um, the other nice. one might as well be in the top 20 now. Like, uh, you know, I've only seen it once, so that was the only oh. reason it wasn't in my top 20, but now that I've seen it twice, I really fucking love it. I also, just good. to put it out there, I don't have a solidified top 20. Like, if people are going to ask okay. later on, like, what are your, what are your top 20? I, I don't fucking know. It's just a random that, number I'm assigning things. That'll be our next playlist. Oh Green my Green Traveler's top, top 20. That would be so damn difficult to figure out. Like, I would yeah, have to look dude, at, fuck. like, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 films and cipher it down to <laughs> just 20. That'd be Too impossible. Many. It's Too so many. hard. But no, I, I, uh, I have long loved, uh, and, and we, we have, we talked about this. We have to put a caveat up front. We oh, are, yeah. uh, ignorant Americans. And when it comes yeah. to pronouncing Chinese names, Chinese words, we're gonna butcher them, and we're very uh, sorry. We, do, we have a very, a very rough place to start. Like very few Chinese people in our lives, and also we we are aware that not all the performers in these shows are Chinese. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to butcher we're your names, and we're sorry. But we do want to give you the credit for your awesome performances. So. Here exactly because it's amazing <laughs> i love these movies again and i've long been a fan and this is the this is the first word i'm going to butcher i'm sure of wuxia films i've always called it wuxia uh maybe it's wuxia i'm yeah, sorry i, I don't no know idea. i've heard wuxia and and that's yeah. probably definitely not right so <laughs> right yeah I've, i have no fucking clue w-u-x-i-a martial hero films they're, they're awesome cool. films that's what usually I they're them. uh Usually they're they're fighting films mixed with romance uh, that have lots of you know wire 
art or fighting scenes, you know, like high wire fighting scenes where the actors are hooked to wires and the wires are edited out and they can perform amazing stunts impossible to man and woman. Like it's, it's incredible. I love these films. I've, I went on a huge kick back in college. Um, the very first one I watched in my freshman year, I think I watched it for a class. I'm not sure. One that we're talking today, one of my favorite all time films, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Um, I remember watching it in my freshman year. Uh, it was one of those, I, I was lucky enough in freshman year to have a roommate who immediately moved out within three weeks. And so I had a beautiful <laughs> college dorm room yeah. all to myself, which allowed me the ability to just set up my computer and marathon films when I decided I didn't want to fucking go to class, which was a lot. I didn't go to class a lot. I'm a bad student. Um, but I went through a phase where I just, you know, there was probably a solid three or four months where all I did was watch fighting films, you know, like uh, Muay Thai Warrior, uh, how, uh, you know, obviously the, the two we're talking today, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, House of Flying Daggers, Shadow, The Grandmaster, The Hitman Trilogy. Like, I watched so many, like, a lot of Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan Time films. Train Dragon. Oh, That's... man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I fucking love these films. There's, it's so weird because it's like a lot of them, you know, being fighting films, being these movies that have these intricate action scenes where people are, are fighting on, 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 in camera. And, you yeah. know, it's like a lot of fists flying, a lot of like, ah, a lot ooh, of people yeah, flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you've got all this stuff. And yet still a lot of them mix in a little bit of romance. And I'm oh, a sucker yeah. for romance. I love, I've mentioned it so many times on this podcast, I love a good romance. And it's weird how in these films of constant fi- fist fighting and, and kicking and all this stuff, some of the best romances occur. Like, it's it's really crazy how they how they manage to, to, to blend this beautiful thing with this very fun action fighty, you know, beat em up thing. I, I don't I don't see where the line of beauty stopped though, Greeny. Like I, exactly. they're That's both true. beautiful. That's yeah. They are both beautiful, but they're different types of beauty, and it's really yeah. weird how they, they manage to mix them together so well. And and you know, a lot of the argument too is that when you're fighting somebody it is kind of like and fighting not as in like having an argument but fighting as in you know you know working in a dojo kind of thing like you know training together that kind of stuff there is that is a form of love you are learning the dance of this person in a way nobody else will ever know you know it's 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 fascinating stuff i love it and i think these two films portray interesting romances i will say one of them has very beautiful romance stories the other one has kind of questionable romance stories, but still at the same time very yes. beautiful. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's start with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's the oldest of the two. Surprisingly, not as old as I thought it was. You know, when I watched it as a freshman, for whatever reason, I thought it was a '90s film. It's not. It's a 2000. Well, I'm sure they filmed it in the '90s. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right at the turn <laughs> of the century. Uh, Ang Lee, Ang Lee. Sorry, I, I've always said Ang Lee. I don't know if that's actually how you would say his name. Um, amazing director. He went from Crouching Spin. Tiger, Hidden Dragon to Hulk, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain was in there. Beautiful movie. We, maybe we'll be talking that soon. It's one of our uh, uh, pitches for the April that's Potato right. Pick. Uh, yeah, also, speak- if you want to vote on that, you can go to our uh, Facebook page. Just uh, search green faceless facebook and, mm-hmm. or you can go 
to our YouTube page if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, exactly. And that's, that's I believe the channel's called FictionWorks19. Uh, but anyways, you can go there, and there's a poll on each site, so go yeah, at it. Please like, vote. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like you to vote on our, our next patron-suggested episode, The Potato Pick. No sign-up needed whatsoever. You don't need to give no. us your email. You don't need to sign up for Patreon. Uh, it's We've opened it up to the people. It is a basic human right, damn it. God get out there damn and vote. It. God damn it. Get out there and vote. Do it. Let us let your voice be heard. Tell us what you want us to watch. Yeah. Uh, you only got a few make more days left until mountain. we close the poll. Yeah, if you make it broke back mountain, we'll be talking Ang Lee again in just a couple of weeks, which is very exciting. I love that movie. Um I've never yeah. seen it, so I do want to see it. Very surprising. Yeah. It's it's uh, that shocks me as as an LGBT uh, member, lover, everything. Yes, it is one of those films that kind of broke the mold for, you know, for oh, to, to open up cinema in that. But regard. at the time, at the time when it came out, it was very taboo. It was very taboo yeah. even to talk about the movie. <laughs> I remember, I remember when my mom and dad watched it. I don't think we watched it together, um, but I remember when they watched it. And they, it was so funny. It was kind of adorable how they would just be like, "Yeah, we watched that that movie about you know the 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 gay cowboys." The gay cowboys. Know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, "Oh, really? Did you know? How exciting! Do tell." Did you like uh, it, Dad? No. I mean, did you like it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they both love it. They both love it. It's a. Um, yeah. yeah, and and but Angley, yeah, he's got he's got a very versatile. A filmography i mean even life of pi uh more oh, recently yeah. the gemini man and uh not seen that oh one. what was his what was his most recent film I, I can't remember what it was called hold on a second i'll get it pulled up here in just a lickety split oh i guess uh, i guess gemini man gemini man was his most recent one there was before hmm. that was billy lynn's long halftime walk um uh, which i wow. i read the book i did not watch the uh the movie but crazy filmography it's all across the board many different things uh but here with uh with crouching tiger hidden dragon he brought another book to to life um this is uh probably i think it's like the fourth or fifth book in a series but you don't really need to know the rest of the story to get what's going on here because he mixes everything in pretty freaking well um you you start off with the beautiful michelle yo uh mm-hmm. now Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh, congratulations! Oh, yeah. I love Michelle Yeoh. Congrats, that's amazing. She is pretty amazing. She uh, really is. And if you haven't, think... if you haven't seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, get the fuck out there and see it. It's, it's still my favorite film of last year. I thought all just up front. I thought all the acting was really well done in this film. Uh, but yeah, I think Tiger. that yeah, yeah. yes. But I think hers and um, Zhang Ziyi. Uh, I think there's really shown through. Uh, oh yeah, above the, I, the I really male too. leads. And that, yeah. that's like that's part of the beauty of this movie is it's it's um, it looks at the you know the female in Chinese society at this time period. This is like the right. 18th century, I think. Oh, I like if, oh maybe it was the eight maybe it was the 19th century. I'm going to find it the for key. you. Ah, oh, dang it! It's in the Qing Dynasty, but that's that's a three hundred year period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. 
But anyways, as you're looking that up, it, it, it focuses on three women in this era who, you know, they're all fighting back against their role. You've got Michelle Yeoh as Yu Shulian. Um, did you find it? Uh, I So I didn't find when they found it, but uh, when, when this movie was set, that is. But I'm going to guess that it was honestly earlier in this dynasty because there are no white people around. And I know in the late 1800s, the English were all up in there. Um, and the the Qing dynasty went until the until 1912, which I had I I didn't know. Okay, that's crazy. I, I looked it up <laughs> real quick. The book, at the very least, is okay. early guess. 18th century. So that works with okay. what you're saying because that's yeah. that's early 1700s. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, that I think. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, and and again, if it, it Michelle Yeoh is Yu Shu Lian. Who is, she's now the head of like a, we would call it a security agency kind of thing. You know, she, um, her father started this, I'll just call it a security agency. That's the, it's a very English way to put it, but that's basically <laughs> what it is. And, and now, you know, after the death of her father, now she is the head. But at this time, you know, that's not really, you know, a, a woman's place, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she still has a lot of this, uh, People respect her. They definitely respect and honor her, but they still refer to it as her father's company. They still refer to her as just like, you know, in command at the moment kind of a thing. And her, her, we'll call him her best friend, Lee Mu Bai, yeah. played by the amazing Chow Yun Fat. Um, he is a very respected warrior, monk now, and he and her have great feelings for each other. But, uh, she was betrothed to his best friend, and he his h- brother, her, you know, his, his brother. Bro- well, I think he called her his brother in arms, kind of a thing. Oh, like I think okay. they were. I, th- I I just caught that it was his brother. Uh, it was. It's it's told by uh, another character, right? It, it, is it told by the she nurse eventually character? tells Jen? I believe. I believe she eventually okay, tells she Jen tells the story. Jen. Okay. Yeah. All this whole movie is in subtitles, so it's it's really hard to to relay certain things because I mean, again, I've seen this movie four or five times, so I, I don't know the personal details, but I do know the story fairly well. Okay. Um. But but yeah, I don't I don't remember if they are actually brothers or just close friends well, who kind of like you and me, kind of like reader. So yeah, I <laughs> uh, could have missed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think her her betrothal is um the the man who died. I think it's very similar to our relationship. How we're very close friends, but we refer to each other as siblings. You know, gotcha. it's like because you know siblings from another mother, if you will. Yeah, and <laughs> um and yeah, it, but but because he died, because Michelle Yeoh's betrothed died, they want to honor his memory. And in that honoring of his memory, they refuse to allow their feelings for each other to yeah. really shone, shine through. And right. it's very sad. And, very, and uh, at this point, like, they are more in love with each other than she was ever in love with this right. other fellow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so very obvious between how they're acting and everything yes. because, you know, they're both very shy around each other and yet they... they 
you know, they'll share stories with each other and they'll poke fun at each other. But then once like a, a moment of romance pokes through, then they both are just like, oh, let's crush oh, that yeah, real man. quick. Let's, oh, let's have an yeah, awkward man. silence for a few seconds. I, I may not be a monk anymore, but I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. Not not but you. That's exactly the thing. He's he's hanging up his sword. Chow mm-hmm. Yun Fat. Uh, I'm going to refer to them by the actors' names as opposed to their character names. I think to that's avoid good. confusion. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Chow Yun Fat. He's hanging up his sword. The famous Green Destiny. Uh, he's he's passing it off to Sir uh, Tay. Sir Tay, played by Long Si Hung. He's he's giving the sword away as a gift and as Sir Tay and uh remarks Michelle Yo do you think maybe there was a hidden meaning in that as in maybe him hanging up the sword means he wants to open himself up to other possibly romantic ideas and Michelle Yo is like oh come on please you know please. she's like you're, you're being silly we're we're just great friends and he's like uh-huh sure yeah uh-huh, sure okay. you're, you're just yeah. great friends mm mm-hmm. mhm Dumb kids but, wasting wh- time. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> real, man. That's what he's saying. He's like, you're, he's, I think he even says he's like, you're, you're both, you know, you're not getting any younger, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? he's yeah, just he's like, say, you're, yeah. You're, you're running out of on. time. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. He's got. You got to let this this beautiful thing explode and you know experience it. Uh, at the same time that uh, Sir Tay is hosting the governor, Governor Yu, uh, played by Lee Fazeng. Uh, and Governor Yu's company includes his daughter, uh, Jin Yu, played by the amazing Zhang Ziyi, I think as we mentioned, as well as her governess, who it turns out to be is Jade Fox, played by yes. Chang Pepe. Uh, Chang and Jade Fox Pepe. and Jin Yu are the other two women that make up this like this great trilogy of, of female powerful females in this story, because... Jin Yu's story is her whole life she has been told consistently what to do and how to live her life because that you know that's basically her place she's been uh engaged to a man she does not like uh to a family she does not like his name is Gao Gao. (laughs) I didn't even even remember Uh, the only reason why I remember is because later on she 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 beats up a whole fucking yeah she beats up a whole fucking room of people and then and then this one guy's like my name is gao and she says i hate you the most and she beats the <laughs> shit out of him and, and then when uh michelle yo and chow yon fat come to investigate the all right and they're all beaten up and bruised and bandaged and this guy's like really badly beat up and it's like why did she go after him the worst his name's gal (laughs) and and she's she's like like, oh he's good she's gonna that's her husband's name yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) no you feel you feel a lot for jinyu because all she wants is her fucking freedom she just wants the ability to be herself and it's really you know, there's a lot of oppression going on in her life, um, and she finds this freedom early on in the form of a secret. Oh, what's the style that they learn? Uh, wudong. Wudong. Yeah. 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 A secret wudong teacher of Jade Fox, her governess, who is um, a murderer and a yeah, criminal, and a an outlaw, yeah. She's and in hiding as her uh, handmaid. Exactly. And and Jade Fox's story 
is that she wanted to become an apprentice for this Wudong style. You know, yeah. she wanted to learn it and everything, but she was denied, just as Michelle Yeoh's character was denied, access into this this experience because she's a woman. And right. as Jade Fox even says, you know, the reason she kills Chow Yun-Fat's master, who was, you know, the master of Wudong at the time, the reason she kills him is because he was willing to sleep with her but not teach her. You know, yeah. he, would, he would have sex with her, but he refused to teach her this fighting style. So she killed him, stole the... the Manuals. The manuals, thank you. And the problem, though, is being a woman, she was never taught to read. And so she doesn't know how to read the manuals. She learned, uh, Jade Fox, that is, played by Chang Pei Pei again, she learned to fight based solely off the images. And she's she's learned how to fight really well. Right. But problems arise to, to get into the meat of the story when Jin Yu, in an act of kind of, you know, youthful excitement, she steals Green Destiny. A sword. Chow Young-Fat had gotten rid of uh, Green Destiny. He gave it to Sir Tay. And Jin Yu saw an opportunity. She stole the sword. And that sets off this whole big issue. Because now people know that Jade Fox is in town. They know there's a thief. They know that, you know, all this stuff's going on. So, And, and Chow Young-Fat, he's got... You know, revenge in his mind because he wants to right. kill the woman who killed his master. Now that he knows that Jade Fox is in in town, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he 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 gets this sword back eventually. But after this amazing chase scene between Michelle Yo and uh, oh, yeah. Jen, but you don't necessarily know it's Jen at this point yeah, because still she in, is still covered. Yeah, but you know, it's like the next scene that. Well, it's during this chase that uh, Michelle Yeoh's character recognizes her. Yeah, and that's that's another part of the beauty is like in the very next scene when they're back to being in their standard societal ways. You know, they're both you know beautifully clothed and acting honorably and all that kind of stuff. And you get hints that Michelle Yeoh knows it's Jen because she sees certain ways and how jen writes you know how she writes her letters how she moves her hand all that kind of stuff she uh, michelle yo drops a, a teacup and and jen catches it really deftly yep. and Without, you know that's when that's when you know uh, for sure her mother noticing yeah, yeah it's a good scene that's that's when you know for sure that michelle is on to her when she's just like i yep. know exactly who you are you're the thief you took the sword and she even implies too she's like if the sword were just to be returned you yeah. know, no questions would be asked. We would leave. You know, that's that that would be the end of it. Like, sadly, it's not the end of it because Jade Fox challenges um, once once it's known that her presence is in the town. Uh, she challenges an inspector who was you know right. searching for her because she killed the inspector's family. Um, well, son, I think I th um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. She challenges him to to combat basically and he shows up with his daughter as well as uh this other ridiculous guy i think Bo, um played by gao jian um i think it's Bo. but anyways it's it's a very fun fight scene where you know you have jade fox fighting these three people at once and you know you, you get a sense that she's a really good fighter but she does get overwhelmed and her her student jen yu uh zheng Ziyi, has to come in and save her. And when her student comes in to save her, enter Chow Young Fat. You've got this whole big, you know, fight brewing, and now you got Chow Young Fat fighting Zhang Ziyi, and Jay Fox sees something in that fight. 
She looks over and watches her student fight and realizes her student has mastered everything. Her student is much better than her. Yeah. 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 Student's gone way beyond the talent of the teacher. And Jade is very pissed off about that because, you know, she can't read. She doesn't know how to read these manuals. She sees it as a deception from uh, Jen's part. Exactly. Because Jen. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because Jen, uh, Jen, you know, she, she hid her talent. She she knew how to fight way better, but she had to hide herself because she didn't want yeah. to. She said that she surpassed her when she was ten years old. Yes, I mean it is true. It's <laughs> and it's mainly because as a governess she could read, you know, as right. in, as her position in, in society she was able. I mean, I don't know if as, that's exactly as how a, it is. As a noble woman, she probably had more yeah. opportunities to learn to read. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's probably more right. She's and, definitely and a good calligrapher. They show that. Oh yeah, very beautiful. And, and but that that's really what sets it off. And then you find out a little bit more. You know, Jade Fox and Jin Yu. They have a, a rift. They split. Chow Young Fat. He wants to train Jin Yu because he's like, "You're amazing at Wudong. You obviously are of master talent, but you just need mm. a teacher now. You need somebody to hone your skills." Yeah. And he's like, "I can help you. I can make you my apprentice." That pisses off Michelle Yeoh because yeah. Michelle Yeoh's character was denied being right. an apprentice because of her womanhood. And so, and, and again, she loves Chow Yun-Fat and she's mildly worried that Chow Yun-Fat is being, you know, seduced. falling in love. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Seduced. And so it's, it's, it's this whole built up mixed, like not love triangles, but like mixed emotions and everything. And you also find out through, through flashbacks that Jin Yu has a lover. She she ran yeah. away once to to steal back her comb when when her family was met by robbers on the road. Um, what's that guy's name? Low His name Low is Dark Cloud. Ch- that's uh, right. Yeah, Low Dark Cloud. That's right. Um, but the actor's name is Chang Chin Chin. Chang Chin. Yeah, it's Taiwanese. Taiwanese. That's, yeah, that's another thing about this movie is is like all of the main cast are of different cultural heritages. Yeah, I think yeah. nationality. That's what it is. Because you got Chow Yun Fat, who's a Hong Kong actor. You've got Michelle Yeoh, Malaysian actor. Zhang Ziyi is Chinese. <laughs> As you just said, Chang, uh, Chang Chen, Taiwanese. They all have different dialects. And to make it work, you know, they had to take so many fucking different takes because they all had to learn. I think Mandarin was just the main language they were speaking. Mandarin here. was the dialect in the movie, yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 it was really fun to read up on and, and find out that Chow Yun Fat had to do like twenty eight takes for his very first scene just so he can get the language right. And he was just like, "Never in my career have I ever had to do that before." And like, yeah, that would probably be annoying. Like, you know, as an actor having to do that many takes just so you can get like dialect correct would probably very very much be annoying. But it it worked so well. I mean, I don't, as, as an American, I don't recognize the many different dialects. Yeah, but... no, absolutely not. I don't, I, I couldn't tell you the difference between the sounds. Somebody tried to right. tell me one time that was an international student, uh, and in my lighting class. And, um, mm. you know, I felt like at that moment, okay, yeah, I, I, I got the difference between, mandarin and right. cantonese now at least by sound but that was years ago <laughs> and, and i feel like even still i wouldn't be able to hear it no you know? like no. even 
Yeah, it would take years of like learning these languages to be like, okay, what that person's speaking is is you know Mandarin. Right. Like, I would get it then. But it it, right. it really does come across as like a, a cohesive unit here. Like again, mm-hmm. I I don't I I'm speaking out my ass because I don't know shit. But to me, I don't notice anything. It all sounds like one beautiful fucking language that everybody is speaking in union. Like yeah. it's really great. And it was really funny to learn that you know that. that all these, you know, different nationality actors came together to make something so beautiful like this. Because I would have just assumed racistly that they were all Chinese when they're not. Um, we're racist. But Sorry, we are racist. Guys. That's that's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I I I can only accept that I'm racist and promise to try to do better. But to be better, we will be better just by exactly. just by having this experience right now. <laughs> that's damn right but yeah uh you, you find out through the flashbacks that Jin Yu and low dark cloud they have a romance going on uh low dark cloud steals her comb and that <laughs> shit don't fly with Jin Yu. she runs after wow. him to get her comb back basically she gets kidnapped by him she eventually works her way out of it runs away again he finds her because she's in a fucking desert and trying to like go through a desert by herself and he's like please don't do this you know he's just like i he's like i didn't kidnap you out of spite he's like you know he's like at the same time like you were you were attacking me like whatever he he starts to have feelings for her like <laughs> he also like i don't i don't recall him ever actually kidnapping her she gets uh, right. not she becomes she becomes right. unconscious in several different occasions and he <laughs> picks her That's up true. and takes him to takes her to a camp and when she wakes yeah. up she's like no fuck you because her perception of his him is you're a barbarian basically exactly um so she's afraid of him at first uh and you know to be fair he did raid her coach uh exactly but but he said like you know leave the women alone just take all the things uh kill the guards (laughs) Uh, yeah i i really enjoy that relationship that they have at the same time it's just another example of jen yu's life where somebody else is trying to tell her to do something and mm-hmm. and to be fair to Lord Dark Cloud, you know he really does love her. He has right. passionate, genuine feelings about her, and she too has feelings about him. Yeah. But it's just another person in her life because he's like, please live with me here in the desert. You know, be with my 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 group here. You know, the people that my barbarians, if you will, like be with <laughs> me and all of us. Step riders, and step riders. It, thank you. That's yeah. There we go. <laughs> But then she's just like, no, I am, you know, she's like, I'm a governess. I have duties. I have, you know, a family that I have to honor and everything. And he eventually is like, okay, go back to your family and I will win your name. You know, he's like, I will find, you know, I will do great stuff that when I show up again, they'll have to accept me as, you know, as your betrothed, if you will. But when he shows up, he hasn't done anything and she's already about to get married um, mm-hmm. But she still has feelings for him, too. She's just kind of pissed off at him for, you know, letting her leave. But then, you know, but then again, she just didn't want to be trapped in another single yeah, freaking no, relationship. Kidding. It's 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 a lot, man. There's a lot to this. Movie. Yeah. It's only two there hours. <laughs> only. Yeah. Only two only. hours. Uh, it really I, doesn't feel that I long feel when like you watch they, it. they, in this movie, talk faster than the other movie. And uh, so I did miss more of the subtitles in this movie than the other. 
That's fair. And, and yeah. for that, it it did. Uh, I did find it a little more taxing to watch this movie, but that does not take away how for how beautiful the story is. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's trying to actually say a lot. I guess I'm kind of going into closing statements here. That's totally um, fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I I do feel like it's trying to say a lot about you know how the patriarchal the society holds a, a woman to do certain things. They are they are not free to choose their own life. But they even show how that is the case for some men as well. Like uh, yeah. Chow Young Fat's character, he he feels very socially constrained from being able to you know be with. Uh, Michelle Yu's character, and yeah, um, yeah. oh man, and that that last scene too with them—that's that's really good. Oh, um, it's heartbreaking. It, it's yeah. so heartbreaking. It it seems to me that uh, the the Eastern cultures like hyperbole quite a lot, uh, but you know it really works for this high action uh, romance kind of thing. It, it's a bit melodramatic, yeah. but I, I do I like it, uh, and I give it yeah. uh, a full face. Nice. Very good movie. I love the choreography. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, the choreography is great. It's great. Yeah, I love, I love everything about this movie. The the romance, the the you know the whole story in general. Like I love, I love a romance that you know. I mean, obviously, I want a happy ending. I want everybody to have a happy ending in the romances mm-hmm. I watch. But real life doesn't work that way. And I love this movie so much for focusing on all these romances building them up so much and then kind of at, in the last 30 minutes just pulling the rug out from under you yeah many times yeah, to the definitely. point where it's just like when, when the final scene happens between Jin and low dark cloud i'm literally crying like i'm just like god damn it's it's so <laughs> it, it builds so much to a point where it's like when it happens i'm just i'm not upset but i'm upset you know, it's mm. like I'm I'm happy with the ending they give me, but goddamn, did I not want this ending? Like, because I I want something yeah, more. It, it worked, but I mean, and it's in a tragedy too. Like this, exactly. It's very that's, much that's tragedy. The thing. I so. love a good tragic romance. <laughs> yeah. I, I think tragedy is just, uh, you know, I was definitely in love with tragedy in in our undergrad. I, I got over it during the pandemic that I figured there's enough tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i just think they make the better the the more lasting stories and that's really why this movie is part of my like top 20 is because you know this movie it stuck with me for so long because i i'm i'm a hopeless romantic and i love this story and i give it four stars because it's so so fucking nice. beautiful and like and i know there's not much to like analyze about the ending but I do love hearing people's like thoughts on it, like what the, what it means right. to them and all that kind of stuff. I have my own opinion about it. I won't sit, share it here because I don't want to spoil the film. No spoilers, I want people to go out there yeah. and witness it. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a damn beautiful good movie. language, by the way. Like you're reading subtitles, and you know, not being a native speaker, you're you're missing probably a lot. But mm the the sound of the language is very pleasant uh oh, yeah. At, yeah. at least with how these actors present it and mm-hmm. uh yeah i enjoyed listening to the film and, and speaking of the subtitles too it was ang lee who actually wrote the subtitles because he oh, nice. was western educated so he knew how to better 
broadcast it to a more you know to the English and the American yeah. audiences because that was his goal you know he wanted it to be a big international thing and it fucking was it was a huge international film the multi oh, yeah. multi it multinational, was I guess. we had it on VHS so that's really saying something here's what it was it was the first foreign language film to break a hundred million dollars in the US that's what it was wow very very popular here yeah so yeah definitely check it out fucking beautiful um we're gonna watch it again while we take a soda pop break (laughs) (laughs) least we're gonna take a soda pop break okay we'll be right back exactly i love you Ooh. ooh the house the flying daggers house of flying daggers i wish i could throw daggers i mean i mean i'm sure i could gone... throw daggers but i mean i wish yeah. that i could throw daggers like they throw daggers oh yeah like bend it like the the bullets and wanted yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it's it's a little ridiculous but fucking love it man that's yeah that's i sure. mean that's what you're signing up for in a wuxia film is if yes. physics go out the fucking window and you just no, have a good time yeah there's it's like there's a there's a mysticality to it and i really like that yeah yeah, yeah, and it, it's also very just—it's it, very beautiful to watch too because it's like there's so many things that'll happen in a wuxia film that, you know, obviously in real life you wouldn't see it, but in a wuxia film you're like, oh damn, like what the <laughs> fuck, like you know, you get really into it. It's really fucking fun. Uh, and and you know, speaking of wuxia films, <laughs> Zhang Yimou, who is the the director and also one of the writers on of House of Flying Daggers iconic master of the art like man has done so many films as you know as when we were, uh, hero, when we were watching right? the movie does hero and uh, some other yeah, hero things. uh yeah yeah right a hero recently shadow oh, hold on i got it pulling up here what was the other one there's another big one i thought i can't find it on the list here because there's so many damn films i guess i mean just house of flying daggers in and of itself is one obviously like, man's a freaking legend. He's got this stuff down pat, and what he really does have down pat is his fucking cinematography. Here, his cinematographer is Zhao Zhouding. I'm so sorry, I definitely mispronounced that. But yeah, like, every time I've watched this movie, which again is only twice, it's fucking beautiful. Like, yeah, you can attest, we, we had the fortune of watching this one together. And there are so many times where that you know they would change to a new shot, and I would just be like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like it's it's so damn beautiful the imagery in this film, like just from the camera oh alone. I yeah, mean, I I thought the cinematography was. Uh, I mean, both movies had great cinematography, but in this, right, right, it was amazing. Really, I'm blown away. And then we <laughs> looked it up too because we were interested in where it was shot. Apparently, a lot of it was shot in Ukraine's Carpathian Mountains. So go Ukraine! Woo woo! Yeah, it's amazing. You're you hang in there. Oh, they're doing fine. They're, they're doing, doing just good? fine. Okay, I'm yeah, not paying enough attention shit. to the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> Russia, Russia. From what I, from last what I heard, Russia was drafting uh, people from their women's prisons because they're running out of troops. <laughs> I've I've heard that they were running out of troops, yeah. and I've I've heard that there is a big plea from the mothers to stop yeah, drafting yeah. the boys 
Yeah. <sighs> Not to get us canceled in Russia, but you know, you're going to see a lot of mothers being pushed off balconies. I mean, falling off balconies pretty soon, oh. I'm sure. <laughs> Woo! Jesus. It's a good thing we're deep into the episode. That might get us demonetized. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, uh, House of Flying Daggers uh, is set in China, even though it's partially filmed elsewhere. Um, And it is quite earlier than the other film. This is set in 1859. 859. That's what I meant to say, and is not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is set way earlier at this later date than the other movie. <laughs> so <laughs> this is in eight fifty nine in the Tang Dynasty. I would I would guess Tang, um, and so the government's really kind of falling apart. Uh, and there's all these rebel factions and stuff, and one of them in this particular film is called House of the House of Flying Daggers. And there are these, really, I guess they're police officers. That's what the English description on my, on the rental right. said, but I don't know <laughs> if that's what you would necessarily call them. Uh, there's soldiers Keepers later the in the film. So maybe they are some kind of judicial, uh, yeah, some kind of judicial uh, street justice plant branch, whatever. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm trying to sound smarter than I am, but <laughs> so <laughs> Annie Mahu, Andy uh, Lau, and Takeshi Kinishiro, who uh, is he's a Japanese Taiwanese actor and singer, and Andy Lau is uh, a Hong Kong actor and singer and apparently he's like that's exciting yeah apparently andy lau is like one of the best singers uh cantonese singers canto pop is what they call it yeah and he's also considered one of the best uh, hong kong film actors too hell yeah (laughs) but anyway he plays andy lau uh is playing let's get to yeah, he's playing Leo. Leo. It does say two police officers here, but he's playing cap. Uh, yeah, I think they're both captains. I guess they are both captains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did. Leo and that's and one of the Jin, weird things though. is like you get you get the impression watching it that that Takeshi uh, Takeshi um, playing Captain Jen, as you just said, is is kind of an underling for Captain Leo because like I guess yeah, they're not. I guess way, they're on the same no. rank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, but they're it, both it is... uh, bean-eating friends. <laughs> yes, they like to eat beans, especially Jen. Um, and <laughs> they eat beans together. Anyhow, <laughs> Leo sends out uh, Jen. Uh, it does seem like he's the one doing the sending out, but they're conferring right. together yeah. and deciding that Jen's going to go undercover to this... Uh, they don't call it a pleasure house. It's a show house. And I'm sure prostitution goes on there, but maybe not legally. Right. I do believe they call it a brothel. Also, at some point, I think somebody calls it a brothel. Yeah. I think Leo calls it that. But he goes there, is pretending air quotes uh, to be super drunk, and yeah. um, <laughs> he gets he wants to be introduced to uh, May, who is supposedly the daughter of the leader. 
of the House of Flying oh, Daggers. Exactly, yeah. Because she's blind. They know that the, yeah, the leader of the House of Flying blind. Daggers' daughter is blind. Yes. And, yeah, and he, wants to, he wants to meet the blind showgirl. That's right. And she comes out, and he gets... She dances for him shortly, and then he gets way too handsy, and the police show up, including Captain Leo, and... Uh, some of the police are like, hey, he's a police officer, too. They don't say that, actually, do they? But it did seem no, like some no, of them recognized them. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. I, actually, no, I do I do think there is one person. I think he says that. I think Jin says, I'm a captain. Get your hands off me. you know. And then they just drag him out of there. Like, I think it was all part of the whole, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. really but know. But it doesn't make sense well. later if that's what he says. But anyhow, yeah, now I'm thinking um, it might not have happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyhow, basically, Jen is like trying to rape May um, when the police come in and, and get them off. And, but you know, f- you know, you're supposed. I feel like supposed to have this other layer back where you know that Jen is only doing this because he knows that the police are going to break it up. He's trying to be convincing, but it's still really right. gross. I don't like it. Yeah, it is. It is very off-putting that that yeah. the um, spoiler for the the current synopsis we're telling, uh, Jen and May do eventually start having this romance of sorts that's brewing, and yeah, it is very weird that it starts off with a fake attempt at rape, like because yeah. as you said, he's he's just trying to be convincing so that the the cops would show up, and that's you know that's the whole point is to have them yeah. show up and then you know he can further solidify his undercoverness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's it is very off putting that that's the beginning of it. But as you said, it's important having that back layer there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they bring her back to the police headquarters and threaten to uh, you know torture her to get uh, information. And um, Jen, once again, undercover breaks her out of prison and right. apparently uh while they're on the run and a lot of fun things happen uh he like he, he uh he's like banging on his sword so that she knows that he's far away so that she can bathe in this little like yeah. pond that he made in the swamp or whatever i don't know but he ties it to a tree so that it's hitting the tree so that he can watch and she's like yeah. i know you're there can you hand me my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's part of the fun. Is like he's he's kind of seeing how well she is with her with her skills. You know, her her bl- right. being blind, and yet she's also very skilled and talented at yes. fighting, at dancing, and yeah. all this. Stuff. Earlier, when she's still dancing, I forgot that this scene's probably my favorite scene. Where I don't remember what the style of dance is called, but apparently it is a game where you mimic. Yeah, somebody called Echo. Echo, Okay, but anyways, Leo was flicking beings at these big standing drums, and then she's supposed to use her water sleeves to hit the same beat and do dancing with. Uh, And it's a pretty amazing scene, which she ends by grabbing a sword with her water sleeve (laughs) (laughs) to to kill Leo with. Uh, Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I love it. It's great. But, like, yeah, basically what ends up happening is, you know, Jen and uh, May are on the run and are being followed by, you know, Leo and the, and his soldiers. 
But yes. eventually, Leo does have this conversation with Jim where he says, it's gone beyond my hands. The general is yes. now in charge. He's sending his best soldiers. You're kind of just fucked. You're undercover, yeah. but your life doesn't matter anymore because the soldiers don't know who you are. They just think right. you're with their target. Yeah. they The soldiers have been told to fight to kill. And uh, so I, like... For reasons of the plot, man, I don't want to give everything away, but I also I know, want right? to talk about the end, too. I think it's fair to say to give the love triangle. Okay. I think it's fair so, to talk that. Okay, well, I think we do have to spoil one thing for that. So Leo secretly has been undercover for the House of the Flying Daggers. Exactly, uh, yeah. And There's a so, lot of double-crossing like, in this movie. Yes. Yeah, so ha- had he ever told anybody about the Jen's secret mission who knows probably not probably um, not yeah yeah uh besides the house of the flying daggers who he's you know right being ordered to do this with for rather so yes years ago he was in love with may they were kind of a, an item and Man. then he got sent on this mission and has been being a police officer with Jen. yeah eating beans yeah and now jen and may have their own brewing relationship they're eating beans now too they're eating beans man and and leo (laughs) he's had to sit he's had to sit and watch this from afar watch his lover fall in love with the man that he has called a a brother for the last three years basically Mm -hmm. and then you know, it devastates him. And there, there's a moment where he's talking to, to Jen, where Leo's talking to Jen. And he's telling him, he's like, I've had long sleepless nights on this road, you know, following, you know, following you around and, and doing all this stuff. And he's just like, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm devastated. I'm, I'm, I'm distraught. Yeah. Basically, he, he's apologizing that he put his friend in this situation. Yeah. And, but yeah. you as the viewer, though, when you're watching it, not knowing that that leo is undercover for the house of daggers you're you're kind of just like bro what the fuck are you talking about jen's the one whose life is yeah, at stake here right, like, yeah like you're <laughs> distraught you're having these sleepless nights like i know that your friend's in danger but like but, come on but man really like, he's worried about somebody else exactly yeah. when you when you know what's going on it's it's so there's so many layers to this film. It really does improve yeah. with multiple views, like because you pick up on a lot of that shit. Both films. Going to compare both films here now because I'm really not sure what else to say about the plot. The plot is deceptively oh. simple with as much back yeah. and forth as it goes. Um, All I want to say about the plot is that it comes down to it. One of the best fight scenes ever. Oh, like I love the long awesome. sword fight scene. Yeah, that they had uh, they had trouble when they were filming it because snow fell earlier than expected, and so the filmmakers kind of just rolled with it, and it makes this long fight scene at the end feel like it takes place over multiple seasons. Yeah, like it, it just seems like these two dudes have been fighting for for years, or yeah. well, not for years, but for months. It's really cool how the filmmakers just rolled with it, you know, because it's like yeah. weather came and ruined their shooting schedule. And instead of being disgruntled and being like, well, now we don't know what to do. They're just like, fuck it. We'll just go with it. This snow like, is <laughs> awesome. It's really fucking coming down. It's like clumps. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, one time, though, it did make the the break of the 180 degree rule very obvious 
because the snow yeah, was going yeah. completely in the other direction. But it works for the fight choreography. Yeah, I, I feel bad to talk in Crash and Tiger Head Dragons for 40 minutes and then only do this for 20. I but know. But this one is really, really is hindered by spoilers. Like, Yeah, I don't want to, yeah, give away yeah. too much. One of the things that I really am that makes me upset about the movie i think you as well uh mm-hmm. is a spoiler that i don't want to give away and um yeah it does it, 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 i think it diminishes the the character a little bit once it happens right. also some things that leo does makes him less likable and yeah. yeah but we'll leave that for you i really enjoy this movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly i i really enjoy it too i, I do I, I do think we should leave it for the viewers but i i will say in my closing statement you know the, the what gets me in this film is the cinematography um you yeah. know the the directing is beautiful the storytelling is beautiful that final fight scene's great again i'm a sucker for romance here i don't feel like the romance works as well as crouching tiger hidden dragon because you know with all of the the double crossing, the hidden meanings, everything that's going on, you know, it's really hard, even on multiple watches, when you get to the end, it's really hard to know where all these characters lie in their relationships, what they actually feel, what their, what their intentions are. And when the ending happens, you're still kind of left wondering, you know, kind of, cause it's like, it, it kind of ends in a way that you're just like, man, I just, I don't really know what person A's thoughts are on person B or right. person C, you know, but, but again, it's fucking beautiful. The fight in the bamboo forest. That was, that was the last thing I wanted to really talk about because they oh, have yeah. the bamboo scenes in both movies. Uh, yeah. the one in crouching tiger, hidden dragons, pretty cool because they're like swinging from the very top. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they do a bit of that in this, in house flying daggers too, but the, it shot from the bottom because, the the mm-hmm. heroes are fleeing from these soldiers in the bamboo sh- uh, trees, yeah. but both both scenes are pretty cool. But God, just the way they capture the green in in the House oh, of Flying yeah. Daggers yeah. is so awesome, and the the bamboo spears going through the bamboo tree trunks is yeah. awesome. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, the use of color in this movie, they like Zhang Yimou, the director did a wonderful job mixing that in with his storytelling and it's it's if you want it in analysis videos i'm sure there's analysis videos out there just talking about the color used in this film yes because i'm sure there are beyond beautiful it's so fucking and, well and done. you know the eastern cultures really got a thing about colors more than we do yeah. for sure and you know i just yeah there's there's a lot on color theory how it's right. both deliberate, ironic, all that kind of stuff. And you know, again, what gets me for this film is the, the cinematography. It's so beautiful to watch that it's I'm going to watch it again and again. Yeah. The fight scenes are phenomenal. Zhang Ziyi's performance is great. Right. I don't know if we actually said that she plays the, the leading woman, May. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, Zhang Ziyi, who plays Jin and Crouching yeah. Tiger, plays May yeah. in this. Uh, she's incredible in both films but i really love her in this one i think her character in this one is very strong i think jen is still a stronger character just in and of herself for her story i think they're both very strong characters but since the first one is about the oppression of women she has less agency 
Yeah. Yeah, and 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 here, <clears throat> here she's just very powerful woman uh, who does all these incredible, crazy, incredible feats. Yeah. And just really wildly yeah. impressed. Yeah. But I, I give this one four stars. However, in regards to our wuxia genre smackdown here, or Zhang Zuzi actor spotlight, <laughs> that's fair. It could be that too. Uh, but as as a sucker for a good romance, Crashing Tiger Head Dragon wins for me by far because I just I love that romantic tale. Whereas in in House of Flying Daggers, it's still up in the air where the romance is at. You know, there's a lot of romance. Don't get me wrong. Right. It is far more a romance film than it is a fighting film, but 100%. it's it's hard to know where the romance lands. Like I mean, obviously you know where it lands when you get to the mm-hmm. end. You know who loves who, but it's not realized. It's not fulfilled. You don't get you don't get as much from it as you want to. Whereas in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I feel like everything is realized and fulfilled. You know exactly who loves who, where their love ends and begins, and it's heartbreaking. Here it's heartbreaking, but it's also kind of like, man, you know, person A, person B, person... It's a love triangle here, whereas all the relationships are defined in in Crouching Tiger. There is no actual love triangle. That's fair. You know, I can agree with you on a lot of points i give this movie 100 percent full face i i just think it's such a fun ride uh through and through like there's a couple of moments where you're like gosh stop being such asshole men (laughs) but uh you know i feel like you're gonna get that in a lot of movies especially in movies that aren't in our culture that is just so overtly aware of the maltreatment of women right now so Anyhow, I just really enjoy it. I think it has a lot more, much more magical feeling than Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon, mm-hmm. even though that has that feeling as well. I think they're both fine films, but I think personally, I like House of Flying Daggers a little bit better. It's totally and fair. I agree with you that the story probably is stronger in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I just am excited a lot more by house of flying daggers so that's right. where it goes to that that's totally fair that's totally fair and uh we'll just we'll let that be the episode that's where it the ends it's a quick abrupt halt quick just like one of these movies <laughs> yeah, just like one of these films <laughs> but no, we're running out of time so i just want to thank you all for for listening we love having you all here every single week i'm the green traveler from gorsh and I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.